Welcome to Engaging the Old World, a podcast where we take God very seriously, but not ourselves. John Castro, he's from Costa Rica. I'm Tom Krause. I'm not. We're glad you're with us. Get ready to engage your world. And we're starting. Yeah, right we're live. now. We're live. We're on video. We're on Facebook. Whatever. Yes. You can explain it. I'm old. I don't get it. So welcome to Engage Your World. This is John and Tom. And uh, yes. we're doing something different today. We're actually live right now also on Facebook. <clears throat> so this is just an extra feature there that if you want to actually see us live while we're doing the yeah, podcast, for you, four you people. can be... On Facebook, yeah, you four people, four or five, whoever. Yeah, we're, that's fine. Yeah, if you're sit, show that we're here. listen, if you're singing, sit at home, scrolling through Facebook, you know, join us. Is there anything better you can do? Yes, you can actually watch us for a little bit and see what we well, talk I'm, about. There's many things so. you can do better than this, but we're, <laughs> we're glad you are watching. If you are watching, so. um, all right. So what we're going to talk about today is, uh, and this comes from a listener. We said we want a listener input. Yeah. And so uh, you can give us input, you can give us questions, and uh, the question came up, what was Paul's thorn in the flesh? And there's many thoughts on that. Um, some people think it was his eyes and he couldn't see well, because we know he couldn't see well. Uh, something with his hands, he didn't write well. Uh, the reality is, nobody knows what his thorn in the flesh was. We, nobody knows truly what his thorn in the flesh was. Some people think, uh, some people think uh, he might have struggled with homosexuality. Um, we don't know. Or another sexual sin. Or another sexual sin, we don't know. I mean, I, I, I tend to think not on the homosexuality because of things that he's written, but you never know. Uh, but we know he had a struggle. We know it says in Romans 7, uh, what I want, Paul writes, what I want to do, I don't do. What I don't want to do, I find myself doing. Who will rescue me from this wretched man that I am? Thanks be to God, Christ Jesus does. So we know he had a struggle. And what we also know from Scripture is it was a messenger of Satan uh, given by God. Mm. So if we unpack that a little bit, just theologically for a minute. Um, so Satan is doing God's bidding. Satan is following God's direction always. Satan can never do anything that God doesn't allow. Uh, Satan is always on the chain uh, on the leash of God. So, And that couldn't be emphasized enough because I think there's a mainstream concept of this duality between God, like this eternal... I don't know, people, I guess, watch a lot of movies and comics. This eternal battle and one of the two parties might win. And that is just... Yeah, as if it's equal footing. Right. As if they're on equal footing. And and a lot of charismatics give give too much credit to Satan. Right. I think you see that more in the charismatic realm. Um, as if he's an equal foe of God or he's unhinged and he's on the loose and doing whatever he wants, which is not the case. I mean, there's certainly some awful things happening and he certainly, you know, is involved in the sense of whatever role God would have him play. But all Satan can do is tempt us. I mean, it's all he can do is tempt us. Yes. Um, and Or he can inflict uh, punishment based on God's direction. Mm. We see that. We see that with Job. Job. Uh, mm. We see that with Paul. Mm. So you have an Old Testament and a New Testament example of God using Satan to send physical affliction uh, and maybe some other affliction in Paul's case. It might not have been physical uh, for God's reason, which is God's glory and the good of his people. So when it comes to Paul's thorn in the flesh, I think what's important to say is we don't know what it is. And that's good. Do we have? Yeah, I was going to say, do we have to know? No, I think if we knew, it would be a problem, actually. I think that's why we don't know. I think if we knew what it was, let's say say it was his eyes. Whatever it was, it was with his eyes. Well, we would say then then the reason for the thorn, which is humility for Paul, 
for him to know the grace of God and suffering, for him to know when he's weak, God is strong. All those awesome things that we need to know, if it was his eyes, only people with eye problems would apply that verse. Mm-hmm. And so the fact it's not told us, that means anybody uh, with any struggle as a believer can go to those passages and say, that's from and me. Identify with that's that. from me. Yeah. So, so this suffering ultimately is from God for his glory, for my good, is to keep me humble, is to grow me in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when I'm weak, he is strong, and keep me dependent on him. All good things. Yes. So, no, I think it's important that we don't know. Yes. <clears throat> and it, it'd be misapplied. And that I probably think. brings a point also. That point was brought to you by Diet Coke. Aspartame for the brain. Free advertising. Mm. And so that probably, and also it has many, you know, points of views here, even talking about hermeneutics, because actually on how we sometimes could settle for this little detail and not really see the big picture of what actually the scripture is trying to tell us of. Like sometimes we get caught up in saying, hey, what in the world was this thorn in the flesh so I can see what's going on or identify or but it's actually, that's the point. And actually, the verse following that says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness, and all that. Like, that would be the point of the passage. More right. even in the thorn of the flesh is like that kind of example he gives there about his life. That's a good point. And we do the people, we, we, if we're not careful, we don't have a good hermeneutical or an understanding of how to interpret scripture, um, or when a church doesn't do that well, you can get caught up on what's the thorn. Just like we get caught up on. Uh, when's Christ's return as opposed to the glory of his return. You know, you get mm. caught on a minor detail or, or a detail that's not meant to focus on that way. You know, God doesn't give us the example of Paul to figure out, to decode what's the thorn in the flesh. If you wanted us to know, he'd tell us. And he doesn't tell us for right. a reason because right. it applies to everybody. So that being said, I thought that because um, people listening and watching or whatever uh, – can misinterpret suffering, thorns in the flesh, like you said, can can just, you know, be rebuking Satan, can be, mm-hmm. you know, doing all kinds of things as opposed to resting under the grace of God, knowing this is for God's glory, for yes. my good, and that God's grace is sufficient to get me through. And I thought about the history of the church, and you see this throughout the history of the church. You see, mm-hmm. you see men and women struggling mightily. Mm-hmm. Faithful men and women, you know, Charles Spurgeon struggled with depression. Yes. Uh, mightily with depression. Uh, one of the greatest preachers of all time had a huge problem and, with depression. And one who had awesome points about mm-hmm. depression itself and how to overcome it and how to uh, anxiety and all that. He himself, you know, probably was preaching to himself in a lot of ways for yeah. what he was saying and yeah. doing, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, Charles Simeon, you know, he had, had his, his, his own struggles with what he went through in his church. Uh, William Cower, a great hymn writer, uh, was suicidal, you know, and, mm. and just battled uh, mightily. And, and, and a lot of these, you look at God never lifts it. Like, God doesn't mm. lift it. Mm. Or if he does, it's a season that comes back. But but it's, it's that thorn in the flesh that God allows us in our life and puts in our life to keep us dependent on him. Yes. You know, I mean, I mean the context, we, 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 I didn't, we didn't say, you know, Paul had just had a vision of heaven unlike any that anyone would have. And so God knows this event in Paul's life could mm. create pride in Paul. And Paul, we all struggle with pride. Uh, and Paul probably struggled with pride more than most because of his lineage, his right. background, the accomplishments he had. So yes. he'd be somebody that, that would struggle with pride maybe more. 
Um, so that could be a thorn in the flesh. Yeah, yeah, and so and so the struggle with pride that Paul had, mm. God gives him a thorn in the flesh to cure that. Mm. Another thorn to cure a thorn, mm. uh, which is interesting. And and this, but but the thorns of Satan from God will always draw us to the Lord. Will always yes. be dependent to the Lord. And they are the reminders of what it says later: "My grace is sufficient for right. you, for my power is made perfect in weakness." It keeps us dependent on him. I think that the error here would be is, and unfortunately, we have fallen into many times throughout many ways, and, and unfortunately ministers too, that there is a level of immunity that that the, the people uh, pretend to reach to where they're saying, you know what, I have attained this level of holiness mm-hmm. and I have attained this level of even independency from God because I'm in certain ministerial status or in certain... Um, years of experience that I, I have nothing more to learn. I know my stuff, and they're actually falling back into grace by works and, and all that stuff, or or stuff, you know trying to earn grace by works and all that. Mm-hmm. This thorns in the flesh, act, uh, flesh actually reminders of. Listen, the grace of God is keeping you. It is not you. It is it's, it's, it's a reminder of listen, you're weak, but I'm and, strong. And to your first point. You know, that's the idea of a perfectionism, like you reach perfection on this earth, which isn't true. Our perfection is in Christ. But if Paul, I mean, if Paul had a thorn in the flesh who was used by God to write most of the New Testament, holier and more godly than anyone we would probably Yeah, know. exactly. If he gets a thorn in the flesh, well, then everybody's going to get a thorn yes, in the flesh. Yes, right. And, and, and the other thing I would say is it's not wrong to ask God to remove it. You know, Paul begs God mm. three times to remove it. So mm. we're not saying if you're suffering, don't pray for relief, don't pray for healing, don't pray for comfort, don't pray for it to be gone. That's fine. And if God sovereignly does that, great. But if God sovereignly chooses not to, mm-hmm. don't be discouraged. Because don't question your faith. Realize, yeah. okay, God's. I've prayed, I've asked, I've begged three times, I yeah. call ten times, whatever, and yet God's leaving it. Therefore... It's good for me. Yeah, because actually, maybe if God in His grace removes it, maybe there has been a a I don't know a lifetime lesson or <coughs> of humility and dependency in the Lord, where you know that His grace will be sufficient. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think we'll ever reach that level. Well, you know. But, <laughs> but if you remove it, there'll be another. As long as we're on Earth, basically, you know, there, there will. Uh, to me, I think there will be reminders right. of that dependency and the grace of God through the things that we go through. If He removes a thorn, there'll be another one, right? Because they're good for us, right? And and as long as we're in this flesh, we're gonna have thorns, right? And it's just it's just the flesh, but it's it keeps us dependent on the Lord. Yes. So if you're praying and it doesn't go away. You don't question your faith. You don't walk away from God. You realize, okay, God, and this gets to theology. God's in control of everything. So, therefore, God is keeping this on me, which means as hard as it is, whatever it is, it must be good for me. And and whether that... that that's maturity. Whether that, yes, thorn in the flesh was physical or sinful or whatever it was. Emotional, spiritual. It, it says that it was sent to him to torment him, yeah. not for him to give in. And so the reminder is there that you're vulnerable, but not the reminder shouldn't be there so that you can fall every single time into sin and be like, well, yes, there will be times where you'll slip. But at the same time, the whole purpose is that listening. You've dependent on me. You're vulnerable. That premise is it's a temptation. Right. Okay. So if it's that, the temptation will be the torment. 
Right. You know, the battle and torment. Um, it could be physical, just physical torment. Right. It could be, you know... That would lead you to sin eventually if, if yeah, you're frustrated sure. for it, you know. And yeah, and even, and even good. That, that's, that's, I guess my point is don't let the fact it stays lead you away from God. Exactly. It should lead you to God. It should lead you to God. And so that's why actually Paul says after that, that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in that weakness. Right. Uh, in insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. Maybe that's a clue of the thorn of the flesh. <laughs> well, well, you think of everything but Paul went through. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. You everything know? Paul went through, and for him to have this, whatever it is, torment him, it's got to be pretty extreme. Because mm-hmm. he went through a lot of torment. True. And that's not this. Mm-hmm. And so whatever this is, is bad. And, and, and then so, he mentions a number, like number three. Like there were apparently intense times where it was so intense, maybe that he was just intensely asking God to remove. I, it yeah, I, think, I, I don't think there's anything magic about the number three. I just think that he, it, after the third time of begging God, however long in between that was, right. he realized this is but from God. The, the is fact that grace. he recalls three times—that's what I'm saying. He recalls yeah. that there have been three times. Yeah, I've begged God three you times, know? and I think his point is. I wanted this gone. Yeah. You know, I didn't want this to stay, but I realized through the grace of God, this is good for me. Exactly. So that's how, I mean, that's how we should view suffering. That's how, that's how we should view anything. That's how we should view all uh, things like that. So, so you know, hopefully that's encouraging. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that's encouraging everybody. And if you're suffering and you have a thorn, that's not a bad thing. Mm. Uh, it feels bad. It's tor- torment's torment. Yeah. I mean, torment's not fun, but the, it's maturity to realize this is from God. This is his yes. grace. And this will make me more like Christ because it'll cause me to depend on Christ yes. and I need to depend on Christ so that's all good stuff man it is that's all good stuff indeed how much what time are we at because this is we're now we're doing production on air since we're being videoed yeah we we got some minutes here how many minutes do we accomplish here because I don't want to kill people or bore people but don't keep me here forever <laughs> You can't figure out how much time. No, this new software doesn't tell me. Okay. It, gives, it gives me musical measures, but not a well, timer. That's, that's awesome. That's great. Let's keep talking. No, no uh, I, don't think, I don't think we keep much longer. No, uh, measures. That's four, 411, 412. I that's bet interesting. You were 14 minutes, I'm going to guess. Yeah. I'm going to guess 14 minutes. So we. Uh, I guess 14 minutes. 14 minutes. We're okay. to see when we stop. When we stop. I, okay. Okay. I, I guess 14 minutes from this time, so it might be 15 by the time we're done. Um, but we'll see. It'll be right about that. Yeah. All right, we're going to wrap this up because I don't want to keep you Facebook people here too long. Oh, here we go. How long? Look at that. How, how long? 14. My man. My man. I'm the nose. <laughs> so we want to remind oh, people. Pride that. welling up in me. <laughs> here comes the thorn. Thorn. Yeah. And uh, you're weak, therefore uh, you're just, strong. Just so and we are all weak, and therefore weak. he's strong. So the news is we're doing video, so you can. Uh, yes. We'll, we'll inform you when we're coming on. Uh, and uh, as always, being a good Bible-preaching church, uh, if you don't have a church, check us out at Cornerstone, or you can go to Cornerstone uh, website, ccmblife.com. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, we're live streaming our sermons. You can, you can see our sermons on Sunday. You can look at old Now from 1030, actually. Now yeah. from 1030 on, and you can actually look at old sermons, the archive, and see catch us on that. Um, and uh, and remind you again, go to our Facebook page and post your questions yes. so that we can talk Engaging about it. Engaging your world Facebook page. Give us questions. It was a good question this week. What is Paul's throwing in the flesh? We yes. like that. That yes. helps us. That was good. All right. We're out of time. Love Jesus. Live for his glory. We will see you next time, which should be next week. Who knows? That's, That's a him. wrap, my friend. <laughs> That's a wrap. See you later. Bye. This podcast is done. We're glad you joined us. Don't forget to join us next week on Engaging Your World. Until then, check us out on SoundCloud.com, Engaging Your World, Facebook.com, Engaging Your World. 
Have a great God-glorifying week, and we'll see you next week right here for another edition of, you got it, Engaging Your World.